Coming right up, a special edition of Straight Talk, a conversation with the mayor, brought to you by Community Hospital of Long Beach, as we continue to celebrate our 15th anniversary year. Opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of program. She stands in the face of evil and will not lose hope or faith. America, the land of freedom, is still the home of the brave. Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Long Beach Magazine. Coastal living, city style. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. Our guest for the entire show tonight is the Mayor of Long Beach, the Honorable Bob Foster. Bob, welcome back to Straight Talk. It's a pleasure, Art. This is your fourth visit here and uh, uh, your third year as mayor. And uh, budget times are tough these days. They are indeed. Uh, the city of Long Beach is facing, as many other municipalities around the state and country are, uh, a budget deficit. Ours is around $43 million for the next fiscal year. And uh, we are in the process now of putting a budget together that will meet that deficit. As you probably know, we're required to have a balanced budget. We can't borrow money. We can't print money. We can't readily tax. So we've uh, always had balanced budgets, and I, I think we're going to, it'll be tough. It will require some sacrifices from employees, and it will require sacrifices in programs, but we will be able to uh, put a budget together that uh, is balanced by the time fiscal year rolls around. I was at the city manager's press conference where he outlined uh, his proposals for, for solving that $43 million problem, which was basically half with employee givebacks of one sort or another and half with department cuts of about 6%. Since that press conference, the voters in their wisdom, or whatever you want to call it, defeated the state propositions, and that's made the problem another at least $10 million worth, maybe more. Yeah, yeah I, I think the clear message was sent to Sacramento from the voters. When you lose two to one on issues like that, I think you have to take notice. And as you heard yesterday, Governor was very clear with the legislature. They need to solve their problem by the four, in another 14 days. And the problem, as I see it, for local government, uh, I think there's, you know, 
it, I'll say it straight, I think there's been some irresponsible behavior at the state level for years. They've, you've heard the phrase smoke and mirrors. They've put budgets together with smoke and mirrors. They've Absolutely. kicked the can down the road. They borrowed Absolutely. here, borrowed on future revenues. And now what the problem is, local governments who have to have a balanced budget every year, now what the state is proposing to do is to borrow from property tax, to borrow from the gas tax. It's and outrageous. With, with, no, with really no capability of paying it back in three years. It's required. outrageous. And I thought we prop, uh, passed Prop 1A some years ago to prevent the state from raiding localities and municipalities and school districts and counties to solve their problems. But there was a little bit of a loophole there for emergencies. Well, and of course, the only time they're going to do that is in an emergency. And, and we're seeing that they're, their failure at the state level to do balance their budget is creating havoc at the local level. Well, it will. I mean, it's beyond $10 million. I mean, this could be as much as $30 million for the city of Long Beach, and, and who knows where it will really end up. Uh, the, the problem is that that kind of behavior has gone on for years. And, and, and in many ways, if you step back from this, the whole, the, there's a structural deficit in Sacramento. They ought to treat it as a structural deficit, deal with that, and, and they, they, they're going to have to revamp their entire tax structure, too dependent on the income tax, too volatile, and what they're doing is constantly borrowing on future revenues. Well, the, up the day of reckoning is here. Yeah, yeah and, chickens are home and, to and, and what we're trying to do is to make sure we're providing services directly to people at the local level. This is you know, fire, police protection, public works. Those are things that matter to people in their daily lives. And we want to continue to do that. And we don't want to be encumbered by the problem at the state level. Well, the state legislature is dysfunctional. And as you know, we've publicly argued for years for redistricting reform, which finally did get passed. Also, perhaps open primaries and other reforms that will stop the gridlock in Sacramento, where we have liberal Democrats and conservative Republicans and a two-thirds vote required for the budget, and we get gridlock. It's actually, it's, it's more complicated than that, Art. I think those reforms are worth considering. But when you look at at the state government, really only about, I think the figure is 17 or 16 or 17 percent of the state budget is discretionary. Most of the budget is locked in with some provisions for emergencies in spending through either the initiative process or constitutional amendment that that spending has to take place. Now, I agree that they have not been disciplined in their spending on even the discretionary side. But when you are hampered by that, you can't really move. You can, you're locked in to spend X percentage of the but budget. But that reflects a voter distrust with the elected representatives you know, when they go to the initiative. I, I, I agree with that. But what you have now is that then the voters are going to have to take some responsibility yeah. for that. What you really have now is a situation where you can't move. You're right, you have gridlock. But the gridlock comes from all those sources. sources. It comes from, you, you know, you can't pass a budget except with two-thirds. You can't tax except with two-thirds. You do have reapportionment and all those other issues. But there's a whole structure at, at, in Sacramento at state level that needs to be looked at. And then you look, need to look at the interactions between state and local government. You know, years ago, when they took the property tax from local government, which we depended on, and the most stable source, in exchange for 1% of the sales tax, that's created a whole separate land use issue in the state in terms of what cities go after now. Shopping centers, now, Big box stores, tax, yeah. and what have you. Well, look, I think the system is broken. It's no, that's no secret. And a political system is supposed to reflect, ultimately, in a democracy, the will of the people. And the, the, California is basically centrist. 
And yet the legislature is two extremes, liberal, Democrat, and conservative Republican at loggerheads. So the system is busted. I think the system does need reform. I don't profess to know what the answer is, uh, but it, it definitely does need reform. But I think the voters sent a clear message. I think if you get nothing else out of this message is that they want the state government to be disciplined in its spending. You can say what you want about what you would cut and how you would cut. It's pretty clear to me that the voters said you need to be more disciplined. And the one proposition that did pass, Prop F, capped raises, which was just a feel-good thing, yeah. but the voters were listening and watching, and I hope that the legislators do also. Well, in the next segment, we'll get to talk about the city's problems, even though compounded by the state. So stay with us. We'll be back with more of Straight Talk after these messages. Electricity is different from any other product we use. We can't store it. We must use it wisely, but can't do without it completely. And there's no substitute for this special form of energy that brings us light, comfort, and progress. That's why California needs new standards that can keep utilities strong, guard against another power crisis, and protect consumers from the kind of shortages that often affect other commodities. Because electricity is different. The Port of Long Beach, one of the region's largest construction contractors, has work for businesses big and small. The SBE, or Small Business Enterprise Program, was established by the Board of Harbor Commissioners in 2004 to boost the local economy. Through this program, small businesses get a chance at big port contracts in the areas of construction, environmental consulting, engineering and architectural services, and more. To learn more, log on to www.polb.com or call 562-590-4146. The Marketplace Long Beach, where you can shop for a fabulous selection of merchandise. Dine out tonight. Shop in a relaxing environment. Explore all there is to enjoy at The Marketplace Long Beach, PCH and 2nd Street, online at MarketplaceLongBeach.com. The Marketplace Long Beach. For over 80 years, Community Hospital of Long Beach has served the greater Long Beach community by providing the best medical care possible with a focus on clinical excellence and a caring, compassionate, personalized approach for every patient. It is our goal to be the community's preferred health care provider, providing a 24-7 rapid response emergency department, a state-of-the-art cancer center, and a free wellness and diabetes program. We are proud to introduce CHLB's new bariatrics program featuring the safe and effective lap band system. Community Hospital of Long Beach. When you have a choice, choose the best. We're back continuing our conversation with Long Beach Mayor Bob Foster. Bob, let's turn to the city budget crisis. Public safety, as you know, is 70 percent of the general fund. Uh, police are about 50 percent, fire about 20 percent. You've said in the past that everything is on the table in this tough budget crisis, but the police seem to be taking a kind of hard line towards uh, give back. So what's your view of the need to have the police, the Long Beach Police Department participate in the solution to the budget crisis? Well, I think everybody has to participate, Art. And I think, and I want to uh, actually correct you a little bit. Uh, we certainly have been at the table with the police association, and they have certainly at least demonstrated the willingness to discuss this and discuss modifications. Their, their, their contract that was signed in 2004, 2005, has certain requirements in it. There is a raise of some magnitude that is uh, contractually due them at September 30th. 
they have talked about modifying that, and we're, and we're in discussions about that. So I don't want to leave you the impression that they aren't being cooperative. Let's, be, let's step back. You have a $407 million general fund. The, the whole city budget's much larger, but the general funds were people, the stuff people see every day gets done. Two-thirds, a little more than two-thirds of that is fire and police, as you pointed out. So if you have a $43 million problem and $23 million of that is expected increases in, in, in wages over the, in 2009 and 10, fiscal year 2009, uh, and you have a, seven, a $20 million shortfall in revenue, that's how you get $43 million. You have to ask every employee to be able to give some concession here. And it's not balancing the budget on the back of anybody. 83 or 84% of the entire budget is personnel. So there's no else to, nowhere else to go except asking salaried employees, all employees, to give something at the table. That's what we're asking. If you could get everyone, and I'm not saying we're there, to freeze their salary, you now have put in place a manageable problem of $20 million. If you did that across the board, it would be about a 6% cut. You wouldn't do it across the board because you, obviously public safety would get some priority. You'd want to make sure that they had adequate resources to do their job. But if you did none of that and said, well, we're just going to go ahead and all the increases go through. Jacksonian cuts. If, well, let me just give you. It would be, if you did it across the board, it's probably about a 15% cut across the board. Yeah. If you... If you said we're going to exempt public safety, for example, now you're talking about cuts to every other department, yeah. libraries, parks, but you, public But you've work. said that public safety no, has you're, to... you're talking about cuts of, of 40%, yeah, close yeah. to 40%. So you've said that public safety, including specifically police, have to bear their fair share of the cuts. No, what Bottom I'm saying line. is all employees, I, I, I want to make it clear here, you know, we are going to have a budget that enables our police and fire department to do their job, but all employees... We're asking all employees to make concessions so we can get through this budget year. Okay. If they don't, then you're talking about much Fair more enough. draconian. Let's talk quickly about the $3 million owed by the Long Beach Museum of Art, which they are clearly unable to pay. The city's going to have to step up and do something in the fall. Yeah, and I have to tell you, you know, I, I spoke with the Museum of Art a year ago, indicating that there's a $3 million payment due. I, I, this is a little upsetting, to tell you the truth. Uh, I don't think much has been done in the year to solve that problem. They're obligated to pay the money. They know that. We, the city, in a contract that was drafted in 1999, I believe, are obligated to back up these bonds. And so now we're going to look at remedies. If we have to pay the $3 million and back up these bonds, there are clear remedies that are available to the city, and we're going to have to exercise some of those remedies to be able to protect the city in, 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 with the $3 million. And one of them probably is they have a $7 million new building owned by the foundation that's available. I think everything should be on the table at that point. They had fair warning about this. They should have been making uh, preparations to pay this, okay. or at least some prep some movement. Okay. This is no movement. The land swap. Uh, give us your take on whether that, in your view, it's still a very good thing for the city, where we acquire 13 acres of wetlands in return for trading yeah, on the parcels. It, it's, it's being studied right now. Again, whether it comes back to the council, I think it probably will come back in some form. Look, it's, I have a very simple equation here. I want that land in public hands. I want it restored to wetlands. And I think we have to make sure the price is fair and competitive. That's really the issue on the table. And I think we'll hopefully come back with a proposal that, that, will, be, that will meet all those criteria. But, you know, if we go on and ha keep the land as it is now, which, yeah. as you know, uh, I think everybody's a little disappointed with the way that area sure. looks and the fact that we can't 
restore those wetlands yet yes. in, in sequence. I think if we get those in public hands, we will be able to do that, and generations to come will be thankful for that. And very quickly, the second and PCH project, which involves redoing the site of the existing old uh, Edgewater Hotel, uh, involving a 12-story hotel and six stories of condos. Well, first of all, that, that has to go before the Planning Commission. That has a long process to go through, Art. I've only seen initial sketches of it. Uh, I think everyone agrees that the, the present structure there is uh, needs to be replaced somehow that corner is the probably the prime piece of real estate in the city of long beach and it needs to be redone I'll, i'm that process has to work out i'm going to see what they come out out of the planning commission and what they come out from the from the public comments that are made but do you have an overall view of I, i'd like to see i'd like i'd like i'd like to see a modern a modern center over there that is uh, that has commercial and some residential and is consistent with the w with the ambiance in that area ambiance okay yeah. the ambiance on the area now is yes. three stories okay yeah. we'll be continuing our conversation with the mayor but first we have to pause for these messages Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. It's Big Red Bus. Our English double-decker buses offer large groups a fun, unique, inexpensive alternative to standard transportation. Bar hopping, weddings, sporting events, airport pickups, kids' parties, you name it and we'll help customize the perfect experience. We have open and closed top buses available. Both are equipped with custom-built bars, stereo systems, and a friendly hostess. Alcohol is permitted on board. For your next event or fun occasion, call Big Red Bus at 562-852-9888 or visit us on the web. People need a hero. They need something they can believe in. That's where Dog the Water Copper comes in. Oh no! Alright, you little trail sniffer. Been watching you take a shower for the past 40 minutes. Think of all that water you're wasting. Well, I mean, that's really weird, dog. I'm totally naked right now. Welcome back. We're continuing this wonderful conversation with Long Beach Mayor Bob Foster. Bob, you've been mayor for three years. Look back on the three years and give us a sense of your sense of highlights and satisfactions, frustrations. Yeah, well, you know, I, 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 nothing has really surprised me. People always ask me, what are you surprised about? Nothing has really surprised me. I knew what to expect. I knew you know, all, both the good and the bad of uh, being in public life. I think we've done uh, an awful lot in three years. We've worked on, obviously, the fiscal side of this. We've really 
uh, changed out uh, almost all the top management in the city and the city manager on down to public works, the, uh, the financial officers, everybody's got a new team here with a whole new attitude. We've changed the culture, I think, in the city staff. You'll see a difference if you go to planning and building. You'll see a difference in our outreach to business. Uh, we've, we've moved from being a regulator to a facilitator. We're not entirely there yet, but we're much, much further down the road. The single biggest complaint I heard when I was, became mayor was from people wanting to come here either in business or to build here with having yep. enormous problems. And, and, now, and now I hear nothing, almost nothing but compliments. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had an issue very early on with public safety in terms of a lot of our senior police officers leaving. We had to correct that. So uh, we had charter change. We've done an awful lot here. And I, I, I think we've, I think it's been uh, a good three years and I think, you know, we've kind of set the, ba the foundation to do things and you've future. announced that you are a candidate for re-election. What would be your hopes in your second term should you be re-elected? Well, one of the things that I, I have, I believe I have not done enough of because I'm occupied by other things, I really would like to attract uh, um, more clean businesses here, yeah. uh, particularly that have high-paying jobs. Now, we're still hopeful that we can get movie this movie studio, studio yeah. or something like it. That would be a home. Uh, and it would be extraordinarily uh, helpful for Long Beach. It would be a lot of employment. It would be a l good from a lot of standpoints. So uh, I hope to do more of that. I still want to finish out, uh, you know, making sure that we are as fiscally disciplined as possible. And there are certain reforms, uh, and we're going through those negotiations right now with employees. Okay. We have to reform pensions. They're not sustainable as they are now. We're going to have to uh, have employees, I think, take up a greater share of their pension contribution. I think there probably are reforms needed statewide because if only one city implements yep. reforms, yep. then you're at a disadvantage with other cities. Absolutely. But uh, I think everyone agrees that, that, that public uh, employee pensions are not sustainable, and see including the, the employees. Yeah, and see the current issue of the Straight Talk Reporter. We have an, a guest columnist, John Morlock, has written on the need for pension reform. It's a very powerful article in the current issue of the Straight Talk Reporter. Also, go to our show, show archives to watch the show with Mr. Morlock. Mr. Mayor, I see you've brought something with you. Uh, oh, you want this? <laughs> <laughs> Only from you, you sir. Uh, Art, I, I, I did bring something with me. I, I, uh, I have a certificate of congr congratulations and appreciation. As you well know, Straight Talk just completed its 15th year. Uh, it's been a remarkable show, and it's a, a very small token of my and the city's appreciation. It indicates, you know, the, the 400 shows and the 1,000 guests that you've had over the 15 years. More than that, it uh, really talks about the contributions that this show has made to the discussion of, of, of really important issues and really important uh, problems that we have. And I think you've uh, certainly made a great contribution to the debate. And I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you. And thank congratulations. You. Thank you so much, Mr. It's Mayor. My this pleasure. Is, this is beautiful. Let me just hold it up for a second to our viewers. And I really appreciate that. And, it's uh, well deserved, Art. I, I'm, uh, th we're, we're delighted to do it. Thank, thank you so much. And uh, I want to thank all of our sponsors who have been with us for the last 15 years. We'll be taking out some ads uh, in, the, in the weeks to come about the importance of, of having quality sponsors, including our title sponsors, Southern California Edison, the Press-Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine, and all the wonderful merchants who are part of the team. And Bob, as you know, uh, it, it's, I'm, I'm the person up front here, but we have a great 
crew behind us, starting with uh, our director, Ron Petke, and John Jean, and CJ on makeup and others. And there's a whole team that puts this together, just like you can't be mayor on yourself. No, they're great. They're a great team. I, I know them well, Art, and uh, always joke around with the with the crew here, and always, particularly Ron, uh, and have a great time with them. You got a, yeah. you got a good group here, yeah. and you've you've done a, you've done a great job. So, well, I want to say thanks. Thank thank you so much for that. And if you feel deep down that you're trying to do the right thing, even though we m- mess up from time to time, uh, it feels good. And and I know because I know you so well that that your heart's in the right place. You're trying to do what's best for the city, and you get pounded on from all sides. And comes it comes with the territory. With the territory. But if you, you sleep well at night when you know deep down that you're doing what you think is in the best interest of the people. No, I, and that's, that's, all I'm, that's all I'm doing this for. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for being our guest, and thanks for this. I'll it's treasure it. My, my very much appreciated. Okay, we'll be back with the remaining portions of Straight Talk after these messages. Welcome to McKenna's on the Bay, where fine dining is complemented with a breathtaking view. McKenna's is a restaurant of incredible ambiance, providing service and cuisine with style, class, and romance. The menu offers a variety of appetizers, serious seafood, prime steaks, an oyster bar, and specialty entrees for either lunch or dinner. McKenna's on the Bay features patio dining, nightly entertainment, and two banquet facilities. No matter what your occasion, McKenna's on the Bay is like being on vacation. Join us today at McKenna's on the Bay. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's. 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. A fascinating discussion with our mayor, and I just to say publicly that I think we're fortunate in Long Beach to have a mayor of the quality of Bob Foster, who truly is committed to this city, who is highly capable in the private sector, helped his company, from saved it from bankruptcy, and could have been playing golf and doing a lot of other things, and he and his lovely wife, Nancy, the First Lady, are really committed to this to this city. So I just want to say that publicly, Bob. Thank you, Art. I, I do want to say something to the people of Long Beach. During my State of the City speech, I talked about you know the difficult times we're in and how that's going to impose uh, sacrifice on many people. No one should make light of the problems that people have when they lose their job, lose their house, and 
what the economic downturn has caused. But the one thing that will enable us to get through this is if we do two things, if we hang together and help one another and really kind of give up a little bit of our self-interest to really for the greater good. I think that's really important here. And to have a little longer term view. I think that's what's been missing in contemporary politics. You know, my parents and their parents, and I'm certainly yours, went through very difficult times. And it made us stronger, and they've come through it in great shape. Uh, it's not without pain, it's not without sacrifice, but I do believe that when you have times of adversity, it defines you as a people. Absolutely. And I think that's what will define us now. We will succeed, get through this successfully, but we need everybody really pulling together and helping each other. And I know you very strongly believe that we are one city and not individual. And I know you had your inauguration on the west side of town to make that that very point. I did. And, and in fact, last night I saw a couple of uh, council members from different districts give up some of their resources to make sure that the people at Arlington yeah. that had those floods yeah. are now going to be repaired. I made sure we stayed on top of that because we are one city. With that closing note, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you for joining us. Please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, The Press-Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.